Breaking up is hard to do. And so is killing yourself. Because we're talking about better off dead. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> Where in the hell are we? What a day? If I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. This whole thing has turned into a theatrical mockery. You understand that, Mike? Stop eating my sesame cake. I'm so sure. Just look like you like me, and let's stand on. No. That's just like uh, your opinion, man. What did I say? No jelly roll. I get older, they stay the same age. You can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. Yippee motherfucker. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining the cult. We really appreciate it. Do us a favor. Head over to iTunes. Leave us a review. We will give you a shout-out at the end of the show. Then when you're done with that, head over to cultfilmandreview.com. Make sure you put in your request for films for us to review. Uh, and then on July 5th, hard ticket to Hawaii at Phoenix Film Bar. Make sure you come out for that. Should be a really, really good time. Uh, and they can get tickets where, Chris? Thefilmbarphx.com. That is correct. All right, guys. And then uh, next Thursday, make sure you follow us on YouTube because we are going to be uh, going live to talk about Better Off Dead. So make sure you join us next week uh, on YouTube for that. We will have stuff up all over social media to where you can uh, jump on board with that. Uh, and then talk to us about the film and tell us your favorite things about it and what you didn't like. Actually, it will be with Kyle, Professor Kyle Smith. <laughs> PhD. Hey, when did I when did I get a PhD in sound? Okay, <laughs> he is the owner of Bluefield Audio. I don't know why we guys still push that one because it's one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> Go back to episode one. I'm just people. gonna turn. You know what? You know what? Just to spite you, I'm gonna turn that into a thing. <laughs> <laughs> As always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. The professor is here. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. Uh, Chris Lombrecht. Hey, what's up? (laughs) Chris is like, yeah, the general. (laughs) (laughs) And Michael Salustio. Hello, everybody. (laughs) <laughs> He's just like, yeah, the barista. I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> the, bu- the barista? <laughs> yeah. That's the friendly neighborhood filmmaker. <laughs> I know, but, but back in the day, he used to make so much coffee. He used to make so much coffee. What? Did you, yeah, you, you ever make coffee? Yeah. Yeah, the you, first you used to fucking make, you, two years of this podcast? Yeah, you used no, to you have worked at like, the track, didn't you? No, but yeah. he's not working anywhere. It's no, his personal here. here in his house. He has uh, every instrument of coffee creation. He was always creating still coffee. Yeah. I still do. Yeah, he was creating coffee. It makes him a barista. <laughs> yeah, it makes him a barista. I Keep can, up, guys. Personal. This is personal jokes. It's even no deep gets. for me. <laughs> deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Tonight we're talking about Better Off Dead. It was directed by Savage Steve Holland. It was also written by him. Came out in 1985. Made $10 million in the box office. It has a rating of PG and currently sits at a 76% on Rotten Tomatoes. This was Kyle's pick. Mm. Kyle, why did you pick this movie? Was it so that I could introduce it and fr- frustrate the shit out of Chris? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I when I when I picked out the title, I said Cody's gonna fuck this intro way up. Yeah, <laughs> ooh, this will be fun. Yeah, this will be fun for everyone. Um, I picked this movie so I, I, brother Ryan is the one that showed this movie to me. He introduced okay. me to this film, and even at a young age when I saw it, I think well, young age. I mean, it was probably in my early teens. 13, 14 or something, like, I, I thought the movie was uh, hilarious, but, like, really off the wall and weird, and I just, certain things that stuck with me, like, weird jokes, and, like, the, um, there's a bur- there's a scene where the burger comes to life, and is playing Van Halen, 
and it's a claymation burger. And it's just like, it's such a wild film. And I've always loved it. And I thought, you know, you just picked Hard Bodies in the 80s. Sex comedy, this is more of just an 80s dark comedy. And I just kind of wanted to stay in that world, I guess. Stay in the 80s comedy world. Mm-hmm. Mike, when did you see Better Off Dead? You assume that I saw it. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've never seen this film in its entirety. Shut the front door. Jesus Christ. Of all the films. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like this one is... This you is saw a, Hard Bodies before this. Yeah, <laughs> this is like a really fucking popular film. That's why I'm blown it's away like by this. It's like mildly popular. Can we not pretend like this is John Cusack's <laughs> it's, it's most mi- it's, popular it's, film? It's mildly popular. Yeah. You're right. I would say that. I'd say it's pretty It's not popular. uncommon for me to not have seen this film, no, I think. It isn't uncommon. All right, apparently. but anyways. Oh, uh, yeah, now I, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I'd never seen it in its entirety, so this will be the first time I've watched it from start to finish, from credits to... Credits? I don't know. Credits, From to, credits, credits. to credits. Credits <laughs> to credits. With, with <laughs> credits to credits with Mike's loose. Credits already, to credits. I already know this answer. That's why I'm shocked, Mike, because you don't know this answer. Chris, when was the first time that you saw Better Off Dead? Why would I know that answer? Chris. This is also my first oh. time seeing this movie. And he was shocked that it was my first time yeah. as well. When Chris told me it was his first time earlier today, yeah. I also was like, what? So you must think this is like a quintessential movie that most people have seen. Yes. I, I, I guess I did, wasn't under that assumption so much. I'm, like, I'm not really I under remem- that assumption I remember either. seeing it at the video store, so I'm familiar with the cover art, you know, but like I never thought it was like, like I knew it was like it intermixed in the 80s teen, you know, uh, I guess comedies, you know, uh, yeah. high school comedies. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I felt like thought, it was n- not one of like the, the more popular. John I always Hughes thought this ones. was like the, the, the meant to be like, this is like in a lot of people's probably, I'd say top five eighties teen movies. Yeah. I mean, it is for me, okay. but I've seen it so many okay. times. You I'd know? say for a lot of people it is. I've seen this movie about probably about four times. Well, was the first time right. you saw it. Google says this is his seventh most popular movie. Seventh. And that's before that's behind 1408. Fourteen oh eight wasn't that bad. Watch it again. It was, I'm not saying it was bad. Yeah. I'm just saying that it's more well known than <laughs> mm-hmm. Better Off Dead, as a, according to Google. Yeah, according to well, Google, Google knows everything. It's definitely in his top ten. I would say it is in Cusack's top ten, of course, because if you go back and look at his catalog, like yeah, there's maybe like ten movies that are really good, you know, in that whole catalog. Mm, you might have to re- revisit his catalog. Yeah. He's a pretty good actor. I'm he not. I'm just saying, actor, as far yeah. as I'm saying, as far as like you ever seen Identity, bro? God, Serendipity comes it's before fun. this one. Well, Serendipity was a huge movie. That was a huge movie. Huge movie. Huge movie. Huge. It was yeah. Serendipity? Yeah. yeah. It just feels like it was like one of those. No, that was a huge movie. A huge. sea of romantic comedies that and was that like was, and right that one... in the middle. It was a buoy out there. No. It wasn't <laughs> a. Buoy. It wasn't a boat. It wasn't a buoy. It was a cruise ship. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, taking the hearts and dreams it of everyone is, with John Bowie. It is more well known. Than being John Malkovich, though. Let's do this, guys. Uh, let's get to plots with Mike so we know what this movie's about. I think that's important. Yeah. So it's time for plots with Mike. All right. You, as you said, it stars a man. It doesn't star him. It actually is his life because actors play characters. A guy named Lane. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, dude! Actors play characters. Yeah, damn. <laughs> and he just got mind. broken up with. By his girlfriend, one who he worships. He's got mannequins of her. He's got uh, like a hair doll or something like that. I don't know what he's got back there. He's got a lot. He's obsessed. Uh, she dumps him for a more popular guy when he gets uh, shown up on the slopes of the old K-12. Well, not quite the K-12. I don't know what you call that. That's the, that's the slalom. That's the yeah. slalom? Yeah, he was doing a slalom. I don't know the name of the mountain. 
We'll call it, well, the mountain is just, we're yeah. just going to call it Cage. But Whoa. it was, it was, yeah, infamous. It was destiny. Infamous in this neighborhood. And uh, he gets shown up, the girl leaves him, and he decides <laughs> that he's going to just basically obsess over it to the point where he decides he wants to kill himself. And then it just kind of keeps going on doing that for a while. He just kind of walks around and mopes. Uh, but um, all the whole time, a beautiful French exchange student has moved in next door. And if she could only get his attention, guys. Sparks. Does she? It's hard out there. We'll find out soon. <laughs> on phone Review. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about Better Off Dead. Johnny. Four weeks. 20 papers. That's $2 plus tip. Uh, gee, Johnny, I don't have a dime. Sorry. Didn't ask for a dime. $2. Well, uh, it's funny. See, my mom had to leave early to take my, my brother to school and my dad to work because... $2. Cash. And we're back talking about Better Off Dead. This was Kyle's pick. Two people in the room haven't seen it. Everyone's shocked. <laughs> no, I mean, I saw it before the, the show. Yeah, before the show. So you know. Yeah. Don't think. If, you're just, for just, if yeah. you're just tuning in, we get two guys that have seen a movie and two guys that haven't. <laughs> and we add them and we, and talk we, about and it. And you got to figure out which one have it. Ah, <laughs> uh, I just. Lane, that name doesn't sound familiar to me. Yeah, did you sure you watched the same movie? <laughs> So Lane, John Cusack, uh, he wakes up in bed and he gets ready for the day. And yeah. uh, I, so it's funny because it, it, first time I saw this movie, and I don't know how you guys felt. Did you think the breakup already happened when the, when it first opens? I want to talk to the first timers mm, on no. this. Because I thought, that, I thought of like looking at the picture and then getting in the shower in the socks was a sign of depression. Getting in in into the shower. With no, I just on. took it as yet another '80s physical comedy joke. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like that happens a I lot the, in the yeah. '80s. I, I agree. I do want to say real quick, jump in because there. this movie has a trope of the '80s that I absolutely love, which is the animated cr- intro, animated credits. Yeah, correct. I fucking loved it in this one. It was really it, it, it was it was funny, but this time watching, it, I was like, oh, they basically kind of like spell out a little bit of the film. Yeah, and it goes with his drawings that he does throughout yeah. the, throughout the movie. Which is not like super bad. It's not dicks. It's um. It's not dicks. Yeah. Not it's, dicks. A, it's a it's a it's a monster. It's a monster that eats his ex girlfriend. Uh, which we'll get to here. Beth. But no, I never thought that the breakup already happened. I just thought like, wow, this guy's really obsessed. Like, I hope this yeah. is his girlfriend. Yeah. I I did have <laughs> see. I thought the breakup already happened. Uh, you know, and then when it when it does when it goes into his closet and it, her pictures are on like all of his the- hangers and it looks like she's wearing every one of his outfits. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, okay, no, they're still together. But I was like, that's so fucking funny. Can I say something? So as somebody who hasn't seen the film before and had no idea what was going on, yeah, uh, the first thing I thought was a movie called Better Off Dead, and there's all these pictures of this girl. I'm like, oh, dude, he's going like, to kill this girl. <laughs> like, I thought he was a serial killer. I was like, oh, this is fucking cool already. It's definitely serial killer activity going <laughs> yeah. on here. And yeah. uh, obsessed with this girl. I was thinking, killer. like, man, no matter how obsessed my kid was, I would be seriously concerned if they had thousands of photos <laughs> yeah, yeah. pinned up and hangers that have the heads of his girlfriend right. wearing every outfit that he yeah. owns. I feel like it would be alarming to any other parent except for his parents in yeah. this movie, yeah, which are good point. like set up like the mom is just, <laughs> I don't know where she's, she's, she's out. on outer space, dude. She's, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's fucking, she's, she's out there. I yeah. love these parents. They're like, they're, oh, 
they're I think some of the best characters. I love movie. Dad just trying to connect to Lane so hard. Yeah, but he also has this weird thing with the. There's this story with the garage door. And the dad that takes place in this because basically it starts with the, the movie starts with the whole house basically waking up and 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 Lane getting you know ready for for the ski tryout yeah because he's trying out for the ski team because skiing in the eighties was a thing yeah very very much so yeah. like, it was this sport. like the one of the first in like the ski movies too I wonder if this is. Cause skiing I don't was like know. A, I don't know other ski know. movies. The yeah, skiing was like a heavy theme. I feel like throughout the eighties. I don't know, movies. man. I, I could have swore I just old... saw a movie that took place in. It was like a seventies movie about look, a. They didn't have skis. Like no, like a, like a ski resort. It's just a weird like it's a weird high, you know they didn't pick like a typical Lacrosse high school was a big one high in school the 80s, sport. Right? I think that I, I I see what you're saying, but I think yeah. yes, I think skiing was much more popular at this time. Um, it wasn't I, like the swim team. Well, on yeah. rank, on Ranker, it is number one top rated ski movie of the eighties. Yeah. What yeah. are really? other ski huh. movies? Yeah, the other ski hot dog, ski the movie Ski hot School, uh, Aspen Extreme, Ski Patrol, Out Cold, Hot, hot Tub Time Machine is considered a ski movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, but how how many are from the eighties? These are oh yeah, not all these are from the eighties, but yeah. a lot of them are. Yeah, oh, okay. at least the top ones. We have not reviewed a ski movie. This is our first ski movie that it's we're exciting. Reviewing. We're we're treading new ground. It we're is hitting, it is feels very particular, very granular. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very it's a very niche. Uh, yeah, it's a niche of a niche. genre <laughs> of cult yeah. film. It is, but I would have to say this is probably the number one ski movie. I'd have to agree <laughs> with that in ranker. I'm not gonna. But you think this is going. the number one movie? He was making it sound like at the beginning of the show, like like <laughs> who doesn't know this film? Oh my god! I mean, I, I said, oh my god, too. You, you guys did didn't know this movie. Too. All right, cool, What's man. I, don't know I just don't think this is the same. It's not like I haven't seen Titanic or something like that. Oh, no one cares oh. about that. No one cares about that. I Everybody didn't know we were dipping that. into a ski movie though. I I didn't know that's what this would revolve around. But there's like not a lot of skiing in yeah, it. Yeah, there's not. It's there's it's not. really the skiing just acts as like a catalyst, you yeah. know, for like. Losing the girlfriend and then getting back his pride. It's all about the breakup, really. Yeah. Uh, at that point, but you get to see the family. The family wakes up and like the first thing the dad hears is the spokes of the paper boy coming mm-hmm. down the road, yeah. and he's like makes a mad dash to get the garage door up because all the windows have broke <coughs> been broken out except for like two. Except, yeah. <laughs> by this kid who uh, is delivering papers and he's in his wife's gown and, and he. <laughs> Gets it up, but then of course, like this movie does a lot of like. I feel like it has like a lot of slapstick gag. Oh yeah, oh, kind of stuff sure. thrown into it. Which this is like the first one where the the garage door just falls down and the glass shatters, and the dad makes a whoa. Yeah, yeah. So Face. when I st- this is around the time that I also started realizing like this is weird. Like all the visuals in this are yeah. really over the top. They're like this. I was like, it's like a cartoon. <laughs> so immediately I looked up to see if an animator had directed this. Yeah. And I was right. Like, Savage Steve Holland, uh, he, like, uh, he ended up doing, like, Eat the Cat, um, oh, like, wow. Rocco's Modern Life, I think, or yeah. something wow. like that. Hell yeah. He did, like, a ton. He also did the whammy, the monster thingy uh, for the whammy. What's it called? Press Your Luck, I mean? Press Your Luck, right, oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, he did Got all it. this animation, and I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like, Eat this feels like it's shot. Hell yeah. I like, like that. Like, how how cartoons are shot, yeah, right? Like does. there's ancillary like gags yeah. that go on in the story. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That have nothing to do with it. They don't further the plot in nope. any way. His brother is one of those one of those characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doesn't further the plot anyways. Just has weird gags throughout the movie. Yeah, his brother's obsessed with uh, filling out the coupons in the back of cereal boxes and mm-hmm. sending them away for free shit. And then turning them into real shit? And then turning, yeah. <laughs> like he gets the, the laser gun and then he's like in his bedroom modifying it to shoot real <laughs> lasers. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, it, it does. That's when That's you start good. noticing you're in this cartoonish 
this cart like somewhat of a cartoonish world because mm-hmm. at first you do kind of take it as, as like a serious because you don't know you know you're going into it you don't really know I had no idea yeah. about that but I think that actually puts it in because I was the whole time I was watching this movie I was when when these larger than life kind of fantasy things would happen you know I was like what the fuck like it's kind of bordering like am I supposed to believe that he's either going crazy he's hallucinating or that there's some kind of like weird uh-huh. fantastical element to this like unrealistic element things moving on their own I always took know. it as his imagination just running wild and then yeah he would act out these scenarios in his head and it would basically come to fruition because he's doing it i thought that too but then it was when it started happening to other people when he wasn't there yeah and that other people were witnessing it like when the yeah the two asian guys that keep racing him at one point in time he gives the whole backstory to the girl that's sitting next to him yeah He's just like, yeah, one guy only learned because he watched the Wild War Sports and the other guy doesn't speak a lick of English. So that's why this goofy gag is happening. Everything in this film is presented as reality. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. I think think you're right, though. It's just a larger-than-life way of telling a story that definitely comes from an animator's mind. And I appreciate Mm -hmm. it because it it added all these, these extra little gags and elements. And what's cool is the director, like, at no point do do they let any of the setups like go un- un- unfinished mm-hmm. you know like there's there's little things that they they don't do a lot of long setups but the one especially with the his brother like with the the space shuttle the build your own build your own rocket out of household stuff like that one even they even f- find a way to tie that one up at the very end as well yeah. like so it was it was fun because if you're paying attention on your second or a couple watches if you don't catch it all then you then you're like you're looking for all these gags to play out so, uh, you know, his dad also mentions that he's obsessed with his girlfriend, Beth. So we find that out. Uh, and we also find out that he's got a car just sitting in the front yard that his dad absolutely hates. I'm just, I'm, I'm, la- I'm laughing. I, I'm laughing because I'm remembering the scene that they're, they're at, at breakfast. It's like, what is breakfast? It's bacon. Like, I oh. can see that, but what did you do to it? <laughs> Said you don't like grease, so I boiled it. It's like all green and shit. <laughs> that literally grossed me out. Dude, it really so did. Yeah. The, the dad's um, deadpan reaction to the wife's cooking is like, it just got me this whole fucking movie. Like moldy ass meat. <laughs> the, the wife, and can I say something about the wife? Like, the wife really, uh, like, yeah. it, at first when I didn't realize this was like a cartoony kind of thing, immediately I was like, dude, like, she's crazy, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, why isn't anybody taking care of her? Yeah. <laughs> like, they're <sighs> yelling at her for doing you, crazy shit. You like raisins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they play her like she's, like, the, she, uh, yeah, she's like, she like she's completely have, has nothing in her head. She looks real shaken up all the time to yeah, me. Yeah, like, like, it's kind of <laughs> like the mom in American Beauty, <laughs> but, like, if she was a cartoon... Which yeah. kind of was like, that's fucking weird, man. I don't know if I should cry or laugh. Or she's in her own world. She has. She's not my. She's probably. I, if I have to pick a least favorite character, she's one of my least favorite. Really, characters. the mom. Yeah. Really. And it's not because. And it's kind of because of like what he said. It's there's no there's there's really no substance to her, and there's only one scene that, that she's in that two scenes that she's in that kill me, and I feel like they're not because of her. She's in them, but it's not because of her. 
No, it's her actions. This is yes. the other scene with dinner, and he's dinner? like, he's a, the, the dad's in the middle of talking, and he just stops, and his eyes just dart to like the slime coming out of the yeah. the fucking pot of food. She's like, I, I would say like the the magazine article got wet, and the pages ran together, so I just had to make up the rest of it with my own creativity. Are you saying you didn't like that scene? Dinner? No, I like that scene. Oh, okay. And d- dinner and the first suicide attempt. Oh, when she vacuuming, she's vacuuming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, are like my like that scene is so goddamn funny. It is but funny. I, I, I think that the reason I like her character for those scenes is like for the vacuuming it one, it's like she's she's kind of just clueless to what's going on. She's mm-hmm. like she's totally in her own fucking world. Yeah. His whole par- his parents are clueless to what's going. on. They never punish him or talk to him about it or anything. It's hilarious. I, I will say something that so when this the the suicide scene, the first suicide yeah. scene. Okay, so like it's the mom, she's vacuuming and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and he decides maybe I want to kill myself, and then he does this real weird thing where he's like contemplating, like this is death, is this really worth it? Yeah, and he's his about mom to not go it. through with it. This yeah. was the point in time in the film where I was like, I hope this isn't a really dark comedy because the next scene's going to be that this mother has to live with the fact that she killed her son. <laughs> Jesus, that would have been a real dark like I mean, I'm like watching it, and I'm like, are they going to show this guy slowly yeah. but surely? die Maybe on he's a this ghost. rope and the mother yeah. never notices this is the saddest thing i've ever seen oh it's a joke that's funny that's really funny <laughs> i thought <laughs> you went through so many waves in this yeah. film so many emotions. it was because i didn't know what to expect really at first exactly. like there was points where i was just like i don't know where this is going i hope it doesn't <laughs> go where i think it's going because i'm in for a very different film that's why i was thinking it was he was gonna die by hanging in that moment he was gonna come back to life as like a ghost or an undead that's what i thought like, too like he'd be in heaven or something, something. come back as a zombie, yeah, better off dead. I, I, something like okay. that, you know. Like yeah. I thought I was gonna go with that. No, type I can of direction. see that. I can see that, but it doesn't. Nope, it sure don't. No, because yeah. what happens is he goes, he goes to these ski tryouts with his girlfriend Beth and his and his best friend Badger. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he apparently threw up last time because he got nervous. Totally yeah. unaware that his girlfriend is in love with this other skier. She's not in love with him. She dumps him because she needs to date more popular. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, she makes a business decision. <laughs> she really I guess does. That's true. It's a reputation thing. Yeah, yes. yeah. that absolutely. And he, and he can skate the K twelve. He's the only one who's yeah. lived to talk about it. So yeah, clearly she's shallow and only uh, dating yeah. men for the, whatever. I guess her ga- personal gain is. Beth. So yeah, so uh, you know Beth is there and she's she's going to break up with Lane and he does not know it and Lane's trying to make the team. Uh, he has to make his run in under 58 seconds. He does it in a minute, so he does not make the team. I also feel like that dude clicked that stopwatch yeah. a little See, fucking Can late. I say something? I watched That's it, I watched it I twice, think. and he didn't. Yeah, he did. No. He, can't, he, he went past the line, Mm-mm. and then he watched him ski to a stop, and then... Ah, uh, just That's late. what I'm saying. I think that... that the, no. I, I, what I took from that scene is exactly what you took. Yeah. That... He knew that he beat him. Yeah. And he was like, well, I'll just fucking like click it a little late. What are they going to do? I'm the most popular kid in school. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, exactly what happened. So this is high school, right? Yes. And he's f- about 40. Can yeah. I just say that I had a hard time buying that even John Cusack was in high school? <laughs> Dude, it gets yeah. really bad if you go back and watch the dance scene and look at the extras. <laughs> Like there, there are man. some real old looking guys like chatting up with Dude, ladies. No, I'm just like, what school is listen, this? You guys, that's high school in the eighties. That school, was high school in the eighties. High school Dude. in the eighties. Everyone was everybody 40. was on roids. Everybody's roiding out. Roids were real oh, big. Yeah, exactly. that what it is. Anything to do with roids? Yeah, you know what? I do want to say <laughs> looking something. Looking weathered doesn't <laughs> have to do with. Is it roids. also? Is it just me though? Like. Have you ever done this about 80s films? Because I thought the same thing. Like, oh, they must have always used like 35-year-olds when they did it. Yeah. But have you ever watched one and you look and the person actually is 15 and then you think to yourself like, 
What were they putting in the water in the 80s? Yeah, <laughs> what, what's that guy's life like, been like up so to weird. now? It's so Like when we watched Garbage Pail Kids. Tangerine. Tangerine was like, I thought that kid was like like 10 and Tangerine was like 25. Yeah. But they're the same age, like 15. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So weird. Yeah, it's very Anyways, just I don't found know. A, just found a real young 15 kid. For that one, I like guess. we need a fifteen-year-old, but like, it's like not somebody that looks fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he looks like twenty-five, 15, but like he hasn't quite, you know, sprouted yet. It's just, <laughs> yeah, I, I I would agree with that. But uh, so he does not make the team, and on the way home, what happens? Yeah, Beth he gets break- he gets dumped. He gets dumped on the drive home. Beth breaks up with him mm-hmm. on yeah. the way fucking home. And then and then he comes in the house, and this is a funny part with the mom. He's just like. Beth just just broke up with me. Oh, that's nice. As uh, she's vacuuming, <laughs> just so fucking clueless. Right. I love Not that. nice at all. And then that's when we the, the first the first suicide. We get the attempt. first. Yep. Suicide attempt. Where he's gonna hang himself. And yeah, that's my one of my favorite scenes ever in this movie. Just because, again, it's that whole like that realization. Like, whoa, no, like this is death. This is this is right. You know, I haven't been anywhere. I haven't been in New York. I haven't been anywhere. Like, comes this realization of mm-hmm. like what he's doing is really fucking heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then his mom just. Bust in with her big ass and knocks him off the thing and almost kills him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just. But yeah. he's safe. He's safe. He doesn't yeah. die. I will say also, I also thought that this was a moment where it was going to be one of those purgatory movies. <laughs> yeah. You know, a like real monkey he bomb? died there in real life and then he has to go back through it again. <laughs> real monkey and make bone the right thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like Groundhog's monkey Day. Monkey bone. That's the one re- I was thinking about. He has to relive that. Not Groundhog's Day. Monkey bone. He has to relive that day till he beats the 58 second run. <laughs> <laughs> monkey bone monkey bone it's the one he came up with the most popular one <laughs> I can't believe you even thought about monkey bone so, I don't know why monkey bone just hit have you me. seen monkey bone I've seen monkey bone like I've seen monkey bone more than I've seen this movie I've seen monkey bone a lot for some why? reason I don't know because huh. it was one of the most popular films in the I've 90s I've never guys. seen it you don't know that never seen monkey bone I stayed away from it. I don't think it was one of the most popular films in the 90s. Okay, I was just joking. Okay. I was joking about this film. Oh, it was a yes yeah. and. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yes anding all night. Chris, Sorry. you had a question? Sorry. Did I have a question about Monkey Bone? No, I didn't. <laughs> um, but I did. I was thinking about the what was the next suicide attempt that comes after that, which I think is the bridge, at, right? Yes. Well, yes. the bridge is, but, but also we got to bring up, now this is when like the fun gag too that keeps on rolling kind of starts. I think it starts with the, this is the math teacher. Math teacher, yeah. Math teacher, which this fucking scene is so goddamn funny to me. I really liked it. I did too, He's doing geometry and he's like, it's like goddamn word poetry. No, he's making it up. He's literally, I I feel like he's literally just improvising. No, he's making stuff up, but that's, um, this whole scene is supposed to be Lane's, uh, how he's interpreting it. So to him, it just sounds like a made-up jar- garble, okay. garbly gook or whatever. But yeah, he's just, he's just, he's just telling this, this, this tall tale of how this geometric shape came to be, and all the students are like laughing along with and the story, like, super into it, yeah. like yeah. just super fucking into <laughs> yeah. it. He's, this was your homework ex- assignment, and everybody's like <laughs> yeah. pulling Cheering. out, pulling out printers and typewriters and like giant filing Which cabinets. I have felt that way. I have felt that way too. That yep. <laughs> Lane pulls out his. It's just a piece of paper that says "Do homework" with a piece of gum in it. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> it was a really masterfully done scene. Absolutely, like. it is. And yeah. at the end, it starts. With, it with his teacher asks if he could take Beth on a date, basically, because mm-hmm. they're broken up. <laughs> I gotta give it. And this, this is a gag. They pull it out through the whole thing. The whole thing. And can I just say something? I didn't, like, when I saw it, I was like, I know that gag. That's the same gag they do in Can't Hardly Wait. 
It is. Where they talk about Amanda, whatever her name oh, is. Oh, yeah. And, that, and I was like, oh, shit, they, like, just ripped this entire fucking gag yeah. off. I love like, how... This the, is pretty funny. I love the extremes. This gag, yeah, it, it keeps coming up throughout this film to the point where even um, Barney, Bar, Barney Flintstone... Or Flintstones on TV yeah. and Barney's like, hey, you mind if I take Beth out? Like <laughs> yeah. mailman ass, the mailman it's ass. It's pretty funny. Like, that was a funny scene. What's funny is a follow-up, though, is like the math teacher driving by. And she's in the with car. Beth in this car yeah. with him. So it's like she's going on these dates with all these people, too, which is really fucking funny. Because that's exactly how you think when a breakup, too. It's like, of course she's she's just going to date everyone. Of course she would be in the yep. car. Like, And everybody remembers the math teacher, right? Like, from everything. Yeah. He's been in just about everything. Like, I always will remember him as the ghost on the subway and ghost. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. And can I say, like, every right. time I see him, I get really, really disturbed because I saw that movie when I was a young kid. He and I remember that scene being like, this is fucked up. That guy's so scary. He has yeah. a look you can't forget. Yeah. You don't know his name, but you've yes. seen him in a lot of things. One so of that guy, ladies and gentlemen listening. 100%. 100%. What is that guy's name? Does anybody know? Yeah, it's. I looked it up. While this is all going Leon Petrelli or he's like an Italian dude. While this is all going on, <laughs> there's also um across the street from Lane is Ricky and Ricky's mom. And they have a foreign exchange student that I'm pretty sure uh the mom got to uh pimp her son out to. Yep. Basically. Yeah, yeah that's really weird. Fucking hysterical. Yeah. No, I, 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 I got a weird vibe on this whole this whole setup. You should get a weird vibe on this whole setup because it is fucking weird. It's and that's why weird. it's so fucking yeah, funny. Yeah, Rick, Rick, Ricky's like the fucking, I don't even, he's the, he's the outcast nerd of the, of the city, it seems like. He yeah, stays at home. With fucking town. He just stays at home and crochets with his mom. He's a mama's boy. He's scared of his mom. Yeah, he doesn't go outside. Doesn't have he's any got, friends. He keeps no say, social life. He keeps saying that line. He's but, like, it's best not to, yeah, to upset mommy. Upset mother. Yeah, he's a real Norman Bates <laughs> yeah. kind yeah. of dude. Yeah. yeah, he is. And like, but the, his character takes this kind of arc, which is really great. Yeah. Like he goes from like being quiet, never standing up to himself, to like where he gets like really overprotective of um, Monique. Monique, mm-hmm. and that gets funnier and funnier as he gets more protective of Monique. And so Monique is the foreign exchange student. She moves in and she pretends not to speak any English, so she does not have to deal with this, hoping that this family will get bored and leave her alone. Mm-hmm. They do not. No. Uh, the mother, his mother, Ricky's mother, is probably. My favorite character she's in this movie. Damn near right up there for me too. Like the way she's played and portrayed is so goddamn funny. Her look, her like her mannerisms. I, you know, it's such a big character. Christmas squeezing that the shit. face. Oh my god, so <laughs> fucking good. Yeah, she's terrible. That she like she's fun to hate. That's what's great about her. Like, character. why hasn't John Waters like put her in a movie? Right. That's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. It felt like one of his characters that had like this disturbing motive of like, well. My 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 son can't get a girlfriend on his own, so I'm gonna get one from him from a different country, so she doesn't know he's weird. A poor girl that's like already vulnerable, being in this country. I'm like as a he's mother forced to live with yeah. them. These strangers. It's a yeah. very very yeah. weird thing, but it, yeah, it's basically she was the one that called in for the mail order bride. Well, let, yes, and let's just say Monique is a very patient woman. Oh yeah, 
like very, very. Uh, she shrugs a lot of this off, you know, when she. She's got she that secret not. weapon of pretending like she doesn't speak English. You know. Well, there's more to it, guys. Monique is perfect in every way. Oh, yeah, for real. Yeah. Like she can fix cars. She's um, gorgeous. She can fire an arrow. She can ski like a motherfucker. Precision. She can throw a, a fucking lemon. Lemon like nobody's the, business. Yeah, the there's. Same. I've yep. never seen a girl. This, this adept at all things physical and mental. Yeah, Lane. <laughs> <laughs> just like French. Amazing. Lane took forever to notice her. Took forever to notice. He's going her. over the biggest breakup of his life. Well, and she's just fawning from the window. So uh, clearly, she just well, what, has a crush is, immediately. I feel, I feel like though it's brought out first of all just by like he is the only normal person I could see from my window. So I want to be with that. Okay. With the with the state she's in, but yeah, yeah. I think it definitely grows into. I wasn't a, sold on. Why she would be so in love with him? I don't know. I, that just didn't. <laughs> what? Why John Cusack's not a bad looking dude, or even yeah, but not so much about looks, just about him in general. As He's a... charismatic as fuck. It's John yeah. Cusack. I, I don't know. It just seemed a little, a little. I get it. Look, I get it for a, the story's purpose to, to have this guy, in love man. interest. He's a good guy. He's got a heart. He's basically everything. What's his name? Hunter? Is that his name? Uh... His name? Hunter? Who's the main uh, the bully? Not the bully, but the, the guy, the most popular kid in school. It's this movie's Kip. They're all named Kip. And then... <laughs> oh, Kip. It's a Chad, motherfucker. Uh, who was no. Booger? Booger was Badger. No, Badger is Badger. the brother. Charles DeMar, right? Charles Curtis DeMar Armstrong. Armstrong. That's right. It is Charles DeMar because he, he is. It is Charles DeMar because he goes... Uh, when he asked for a volunteer in the very beginning of the film, he's like, anyone, he's like, uh, any girls want to volunteer to ho- <laughs> volunteer to hold my clipboard? And he like walks up to Beth and he's like, you'll do it. Uh, what's your name? He's like, Charles DeMar. <laughs> I fucking lost it. Yeah. I wait, lost it. Wait, we, we totally jumped around. Who, Did. who and what were we talking about? Did, I, I we, actually, talking did about we actually settle Roy. this? We're talking about Roy. Uh, Sorry. Roy, about, Roy is the bully. We're getting everyone's name wrong, which I'm sure I, everyone's yeah, been honestly, yelling at us for I can't even about, remember because you guys went on a tangent. But I think it had something now. to do with the fact that uh, uh, Lane is a good guy. He's everything that Roy is, but he's got like a good side of love. Yeah. Love yeah. inside of him. Yeah. Not he's, a broken He's got a good side of love. Heart. I was questioning why Monique would be instantly attracted yes. to him, and you were defending him saying he is a great I guy. I also don't think it was an instant thing. I don't think he's that great of a guy. I think he has got a little bit of dickish to him. Because especially when she's like fixing his car. Yeah. He's, he's just like, like what, what are you fucking doing? He was. And that, Get that, away from it. It felt weird. Yeah. It felt can you weird. put the can you even put this back together? Hey, stop. Stop. Yeah. What are you doing? Stop. You and know, she like, fucking okay, turns it on wow. and he's like, oh, okay. Okay, never mind. Thanks for doing all that work for me. Yeah. <laughs> you want to keep doing work for me? Now let's let's rub our legs together. Get over it, Lane. Come on. Be <laughs> throwing yourself at this fucking so yeah, that, woman. That love that love was brewed out of out of out of fixing up a fine car, Chris. I just feel it wasn't like, love at first sight. I feel like she had to fight too hard for somebody who I felt was like kind of mm, like he was. I could see. I that. liked him, but he was unlikable it. in some cases in this. Chris film. was in love. I think he was just in love with her. He's yeah, like, yeah. he's like, like, she should. Why be would with you go me? for him? My favorite. why him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm way be better. I'm so much better. <laughs> Chris, it's a movie. It's a character. Yeah, and this Chris, happened like uh, thirty years ago. You weren't born yet, <laughs> Monique. Why <laughs> him? <laughs> I have a shot. Why can't you love me too? He's just, he's just screaming. He's on his roof. He's screaming it into the yeah. night. Monique! Desiree's just inside, pissed. Yeah, like, who the fuck is Monique? Uh, who the fuck's Monique? Jesus. I don't think he's a comedian. The Desiree, comedian? Desiree, Monique? Can I call you Monique? <laughs> the comedian Monique? He likes Monique? It's all right. I mean, she was great and precious. <laughs> <laughs> she was great and precious. 
was. She won an Oscar. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, I wasn't ready for that one. That one got me. All right. So, yeah. No, Roy, uh, getting into Roy, Roy is your typical 80s fucking bad guy, and he plays it perfectly. Smiling dude. a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a smirky Laughing. bastard. Laughing. Uh, uh, Shmarmy. 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 He's really smarmy, that guy. Shmarmy. Yeah. <laughs> Dick Marmy. <laughs> he is, dude. He is. He's the, he's the leader of the goons, you know, and he's the, he's the top goon. Definitely the top goon. He is, but he's like, I mean, ultimately, when it, when it comes down to it, I feel like he's kind of like a one-sided character. You don't really get a whole lot of no. a whole lot of good shit from him. I think the better, the, the, the thing which you brought up a little bit ago, Cody, and let's bring it up again, which is his interaction with um, Lane's best friend, Charles DeMar, which we haven't talked about Charles yet. Booger. Who is played by Booger. <laughs> He'll never live it down. No. He'll never live it no. down. But like their interaction together, it happens a couple of times, is fucking hilarious. And dude, the first one that you pointed out was the clipboard, right? Yeah, the clipboard. And then the, the second one is, I think, when they're at the dance. Oh yeah. And he's like, he's like, you're, you're, the shave a little closer, and he just fucking laughs in his face <laughs> about how funny it is. It's a really funny and, joke. <laughs> and just, but also just steals all the thunder from him. Yeah. Like it was perfect. And then like while while he's slow dancing with Beth. Charles just comes up laughing. He's like, shave a little. And it's fucking great. Shave a little closer. I love that character, too, because, like, my favorite scene, probably one of my favorite lines in this movie is, this is pure snow. Do you know, realize the street value of this mountain? <laughs> he can't find real drugs in this town, so he's, like, snorting snow. I don't know why. That didn't land with me that much. Like that, that was fucking funny. The drug thing didn't land with me with him for some reason. What do you mean, land with you like you thought it was funny? Or yeah, I didn't yeah. get me to laugh I, I didn't, out loud. I, at first, I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Yeah. Like, why is he, like, he's snorting jello at one point in time? Wearing a damn, like, like Legend of Sleepy Hollow getup kind of thing. Like, yeah. a top hat. Yeah, he was a hard character to figure out. And, oh, and he mentions that he was, like... This is like his eighth year in high seventh, school or something. Yeah, yeah. seventh. Lane, Lane, I have been going to this. I've been going to high school for seven years, and I am no dummy. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a fucking good line. It, it, this movie has a lot of those, though. It it mm -hmm. really does. Mm -hmm. And then, like, yeah, as the movie goes on, too, it just gets kind of zanier and zanier. Uh, the newspaper boy keeps just showing up. Uh, Lane keeps crashing into his boss, I guess, which well, we find he be out he later. He becomes his boss. Oh, okay. He his boss All right. Yeah. He keeps crashing into the guy who owns the burger shop. Yeah. Because he's trying Pink to burgers. he's kind of he's he's trying to race burgers. these guys who mm -hmm. keep pulling up and they've got a loudspeaker mounts on top of their car and it's like the wide what the wide world it's like of Sam Cassell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They have a loudspeaker that that yeah. basically they want to drag race him every time. Yeah, and every right. time his car is either in reverse or he doesn't realize someone's in front of him. Right. Yeah. One Kyle, one race. There you like, go. Something like that. I don't know, Kyle. Let's do this. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more <laughs> about Better Off Dead. I think we're all going to enjoy this little treat. I got the recipe from the ladies' home journal. The mail got wet in the rain, so some of the pages ran together. But what I couldn't read, I just improvised with my own little creative ideas. You see, it's got uh, raisins in it. You like raisins. There is still one more thing I would like to discuss with Lane. The subject is the mystery car. Thank you, honey. And we're back talking about Better Off Dead and Mortal Kombat. Nope, just and Better to Off Dead. And live without you. 
Dude, I thought that was a catchy ass song. That song is the shit. I was like, that's such a good song. What band is this? Also, by the way, you guys, the movie would have played probably better for you Uh if the movie had opened with that song. Yeah. Then then you would have been like, oh, okay, I kind of get the vibe. That's true. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Yeah, they could have played it twice within the movie. I would have been mad. No, I wouldn't have been mad either. They could have played it three times. That's the, that's the jam. That fucking dance scene with Ricky too is fucking awesome, and I love after King the, of the fucking dance floor. After yeah, the, he had some weird robotic moonwalking moves, and then he so did that. Weird. Then he belly flopped. Yeah, but after the dance, that. after the dance, when he gets in the car with Monique and like puts his arm around her and then like locks hands mm. and like holders in place, like is my one of my favorite like drive off things too. Like that, it's just a, iconic to me. That image is just funny as fuck because she's just like, God damn it. Drive off things. Drive off things. Dude. <laughs> drive off things with Colt, top, with, with Colt Film Cody. Cody's, <laughs> Cody's top 10 drive off things. <laughs> Thelma and Louise. <laughs> so, should we get to the end? <laughs> That's number yeah. 10. Number well, what's nine. the point? The point of the whole movie is he wants to win this race so he can win Beth, the right. heart of Beth. But. He doesn't, by the time he's at this race, he doesn't really care about winning the Heart of Beth back because he's got Monique. Yeah. Yes. He finds love through her fixing his vehicle and him winning a race. Yes. A drag race. <laughs> he and finds love through her doing a lot yeah, of shit. Well, yeah. She, <laughs> yeah, she does a lot of shit. He, he treats it to a fancy uh, TV dinner meal yeah. at, his, uh, at his place of oh, business God. where he plays the saxophone, does some sexy sax for uh, her. Yeah, funny. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it was supposed to be, but it was. It, I, I don't think it was supposed to be either, but fucking hilarious. <laughs> it was pretty f- fucking funny. <laughs> he looked like fucking. And, the, and, and he, I, I'm like, is he still working? <laughs> okay. And I'm like, is he still? I thought he got fired. Is he still working at the the pig place? Because that's where he takes her to, to have the TV dinners. He's still got the, key. the pig. He still burger. has the key. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think they broke into the pig burger. Yeah, well, oh. you gotta do it. You gotta do a grand gesture. That's not breaking good. and entering is part of that. So, in all this time, this that he falls in love with with Monique. Boom! The race just comes up out of nowhere. Yeah, next day, basically. Next day, but he's got to get training in first. So we have to have a training montage, which means some sick ass ski moves between yeah, him and stunts. Monique. Some stunts. Monique goes down. She goes down first on the K twelve and shows him how easy it is. Gives him the same instructions that Charles does. Yep. Mm-hmm. Go that way really fast. If something gets in your way, turn. Turn. And it's the funniest fucking thing because when they start showing her skiing down, like she's got this white curly, big, like her hair's not like big, big blonde and curly. curly. Yeah. And she's got this big white headband on. And you're like, well, that's fucking weird hairstyle for her to have just out of nowhere. <laughs> and this movie, why would they do that? It's so that they could cover up the stunt man <laughs> who's obviously replaced her on this ski down. Yeah. And it's fucking hysterical because you're just like, that's a dude. And that whole that headband is holding that wig in place. <laughs> that's true. You can definitely tell there's stunt people doing yeah. this, but also the, shoot around it. There's a scene where uh, little Johnny falls, flies off the cliff, and he falls like probably like fifty oh my feet. God, yeah, you know, it's. I was like impressed at how long they held on this. I, and it, he lands just fine in a nice <laughs> snow patch. I thought he was gonna hit a rock. Like I was sure. just like, oh my god, are they well, really gonna do this? Are gonna kill a, a kid? Se- there's a scene where Johnny's on the roof of Lane's car trying to get his two dollars. Yeah, and that one too. It, there's a couple cuts and it's just like, well, that's a full grown adult. Like riding on the top of that car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So I feel like I've heard people in, you know, I guess $2. pop culture say, I want my $2. Like yeah. that's been referenced before, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. I've yeah. heard okay. that a lot. And Not a popular movie, though. Go ahead. What's that? Not a popular movie, though. Well, pop yeah. Culture. I'm just, I'm pop just culture everywhere. trying to clarify is that pop that's culture everywhere, obviously from this movie. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Okay. You're right. 
Okay. Very popular movie. Two dollars. I didn't say it was unpopular. Chris, what? I no said I didn't know it was. Whoa, Chris. <laughs> Calm down, dude. No one's attacking you right now. <laughs> Just right? I thought we were in the bro zone. All I thought right. we were in the safe zone, okay? Oh, sorry, is this not the nest? I we were in the <laughs> yeah, nest. I thought we were in the fucking nest. <laughs> Did, you just, Did you just gaslight him, bro? Yeah. <laughs> So he uh, (laughs) basically what happens is after he's done training, uh, him and Monique fall on each other and giggle because you got to have that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And Charles comes up and is like, hey, dude, you got to go race and ends up skiing over Lane's Lane's ski and breaking it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so now Lane has to figure out what he's going to do. What's he going to do? Meanwhile, Ricky or uh, Johnny Johnny shows up with fucking skis on his bike. Bike ski. Bike skis. (laughs) How many bike skis? (laughs) It's so fucking funny to me that he skis downhill to go up to the K-12. Yeah, that's a weird cut. It's a weird cut. It's so weird. weird. It's so weird. Because he basically chases him like downhill to the K-12 where he races Roy. To the top of a mountain? Yeah. Yes. It doesn't make any sense. He races doesn't. he races Roy down the K twelve one with one foot. On accident, kind of. It's just he's like trying to get desperately get away from Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. Which I'm like Okay, I'm, I, this is something I had a little bit of an issue with. I know it's like just a comedy, like a goofy comedy or whatever, but it's like this kid, is, this person is so desperate to get away from a little kid who's demanding two dollars from him that he has no fear to throw himself off of a Are mountain you me? one foot, one ski. You know, this is what actually like propels him to victory. It's not like that he's necessarily dude, but, skilled. Dude, I gotta say, it's this almost kid's, like slapstick accident. Kind this of. This kid is terrifying. Did you not see the scene after the dance? when there's like 400 paper boys chasing him through great scene through the, through the misty woods that scene is so fucking awesome I love the, the lighting that was shot. The, the, pa- the paper boy like team unrelenting I'm gonna tell you right now this is the scene where he's chasing them down the, the ski the ski hill whatever the fucking K-12 K-12 um, K-12 bro the end the end of the movie yeah yeah, uh, dude, I was in stitches. Yeah, like yeah. I was laughing so hard at this kid on this <laughs> ridiculous like, no bike mechanism, no being like two dollars. Char- Charles <laughs> is like, he's on one ski. There's something following them. <laughs> two dollars. That dude, I was really laughing. Roy's hard like, get out of here. What are you doing here? Two dollars. I, I didn't think the joke was really that funny for a long time. Yeah, and I when agree. that happened, it paid it off so much. Yeah. Like I was, yeah, I, dude. All I could funny. think was, all I could think was the whole time watching it, I was like, Jesus, dude, holding your leg up for that long would, that hurt so bad. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, like, there's no way you can beat a guy on one ski. Because every time I, I touch thinking... his foot on the ground, I was just like, well, that slows you down. Yeah, but the one ski, I <laughs> yeah, think, has less friction than two. So he has a little bit of a speed advantage. Oh, there you go. Maybe? I don't know. Is also, that a snowboarder? Also, a snowboarder the... might agree with you. Those dirty snowboarders. <laughs> also, he's well, a thinner than a snowboard, so even less friction. You know what? This is the Two's fastest. better than one. What fast, do you have to say about fa- that? Fastest ski Prove in town math. right here. Whoever pulled that stunt off did a damn good yeah, job. Yeah, he did. I'll he say. did, though. He yep. did. And uh, Lane ends up winning, and Beth runs over, and she and the weird thing is like Monique just stands in the back. I thought yeah. that was weird. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's also weird is that he instinctually like kisses Beth, knowing that he's kind of dating Monique already. And I feel I'm like, like he's just what? taken up in the moment. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's weird. I still. Think. I yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. I, I I did scream at the 
at the screen at that point in time. Like, what the fuck are you doing? No, like, I think that's what, <laughs> got, like super angry about it because I was just like, he's right there. I, yeah. I think that's what you're supposed to say because even Lane says that. She doesn't basically. react harsh enough. She's just kind of like, oh, what? 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 You know, and, I mean, I guess I understand. Yeah. Goodbye. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like such a weird. She's way too nice to his ass in this movie. And he just comes back, <laughs> makes up. No problem. Well, he has to fight for her, for her freedom first. Yeah. Fight for her in a, in a, in a very oh, in a very epic sword battle with Ricky ski pole battle ski pole battle <laughs> which is, is with fucking Arthur. hilarious. I want to call that kid Arthur, not fucking Ricky. It's Ricky. It's Ricky. <laughs> it's a great fucking scene. Yeah, it's so funny. Mm-hmm. And it's a you know you, it's what this movie was missing: sword fight. <laughs> yeah, a sword fight with skis. Yeah, and yeah. then and then you know the the movie ends where uh, Monique has always wanted to go, which was the baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the fucking Whoa. with the fucking no game. The fucking newspaper kid riding yeah. his bike towards them. That, All my two dollars comes up at the dude, last second. That made me laugh again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm so happy I stayed for the credit scene. <laughs> like, because when he starts biking up, he's hauling ass. <laughs> like, I don't think it's Ricky. I think it's just like fucking like a young Lance Armstrong. <laughs> like fucking like, get this kid, man. He's a beast. <laughs> I was like, they're dead. What? <laughs> what do you guys say we rate this man we're jammer? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Kyle, what do you want to rate it? We're going to rate it $2 bill. $2 bill. Let's start with one of the first timers. Let's go with... We went with Mike first last time. Let's go with Chris. I enjoyed this movie. Uh, I had fun watching it. Uh, I'm glad I saw it. I I remember being curious about it when I worked at the video store. But again, it just wasn't something I felt like I had to rush to see. I thought it was maybe just another cog in the 80s teen machine. And I, I, I'm cool I'm glad to say that it's actually not. And I think it's it's weirdness sets it apart from a lot of the other ones. I will say I'll put it in a similar camp as Heather's, like with the kind of offbeat side of it. You know, it's obviously a dark comedy dealing with suicide. That's kind of like and they try to make it funny in some parts. I don't know if it's funny. Um, I don't know that I laughed at all the parts that you're supposed to laugh at in this movie. So some of the jokes didn't land a hundred percent. Um, but overall, uh, a pretty, pretty good watch. And it does stand above, um, probably a lot of the other comedies that were coming out around this time. John Cusack is very young and he does, I would say he carries the movie. Like he, you know, obviously he's the lead, but he does, he does carry the movie well and he makes it, uh, fun in in every scene that he's in. I heard he had a he had a terrible reaction to this movie when he saw saw it. He hated it, and he did not like the director for like a year or two. And then I think they worked together. Yeah, they again. worked. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but he yeah he thought it he thought it was terrible when he first saw it. So uh, yeah. Um. But but <clears throat> I I actually had fun with it. Um. I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Barring another watch, it could go up. Um, I, I, there were some parts where I was kind of like, okay, you know, it didn't, it didn't really, uh, land with me. So, so three and a half for now, but, um, could go up too low. <laughs> I'll go, I'll go next. Uh, I'm at a four and a half for this whole point higher than Chris. Uh, <laughs> no, this, this movie is just too much fucking fun. It is like a cartoon. I think that's why I like it. Uh, and the fact that it is so different from your typical 80s teen comedies that you get, I think, is another reason why I like this one so much. It's inventive. It's original um, on a subject matter that's not so original, right? Breaking up. 
Um, and it takes a new take on the eighties, like look, not even the eighties, look at it, but a new, like the teen look at it Mm -hmm. as far as like actually being devastated by a breakup and thinking your world is over and like, yeah, wanting to, you know, I almost feel like it was like, I had these thoughts, but I was never serious about them. And then I turned them into a joke and that's what, how like the writer was thinking. The the writer's the writer. And yes, this is based on a uh, breakup that he went through. Okay. So yeah, that totally makes sense to me. But yeah, I I say, watch this movie. John Cusack is charming as fuck in this. It's, it's peak. It's peak Cusack. I'd say (laughs) peak, peak Cusack. Yeah. Peak Cusack. Line delivery is total Cusack, you know? Whole movie That's Cusack. so Cusack. It's very Cusack. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, for me, four and a half. Watch this movie. Four and a half, $2 bills. Mike. Um, I'm going to give this 3.5. I was pleasantly surprised with this film. I thought it was very funny, but um, I will say on a negative end, I did think that like the uh, cartoonish kind of gag stuff, like. We, I think we all picked the, the best ones, but like this film keeps bombarding you with them and some of them don't hit. And you're kind of just like, all right. And sometimes it drags the story along a little bit. That was the only thing I would say is where I maybe differ with you guys. I wouldn't say this is peak like Cusack. It's like not must love dogs, people. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I'm glad somebody knew that movie. Um, but uh, it's a good one. It's a good one that I never got to. And I actually am disappointed that I didn't because uh, I thought I think this is a very uh, uh, unique film. Oh, that sounds like a dig. Yeah, that sounds like a dig. It's a very unique film. No, I mean, we're going to have this argument again. Very, very, yeah. (laughs) Interesting words. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, unique being that I think that it's not like any other film I've ever seen. Got it. Yeah. Well, that sounded. Kyle? Really wrap that one up, I guess. (laughs) Uh, I'm coming in at a 4.5 on this one. Um, you know, I, I I've always enjoyed this film. I do love the uh, like Cody pointed out, like incredible. It's incredibly creative in telling a basic story, and you know the the slapsticky, um, cartoonish stuff. I will say, on additional watches, I feel like they play a little bit better because you're really anticipating the style versus being kind of bombarded with it. Um, on your first go around, mm-hmm. like this movie, I, I I find myself enjoying it more each time. Like this this watch through was the first time I started noticing like the the father's um, kind of deadpan dry humor in his response to certain things. So it's like each time I watch the movie, I've kind of picked up on some other little humorous moments in the film that I get I get more value out of it. So um, I don't know what else to say. I, lo- I I'm a big fan of John Cusack. I do think this is probably one of my favorite. That films of his actually. Yeah, it's no 2012, but it's no 2012. You know, yeah. Roland Emmerich wasn't helming this one. No, but um, yeah, overall, I thought it was a great film with a great two dollar gag that goes the entire fucking movie, and uh, I highly recommend everybody check it out. It has a little bit of flavor to me, like a little this dash of of Mel Brooks humor. In it. You can see that that was probably somewhat of an influence to me. Yeah, there's certain jokes in there that just hit like blazing saddles. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just maybe that's just me. But that is our show for this week. Do us a favor, head over to iTunes, leave us a review. If you do, we will give you a shout out at the end of the show. Then when you're done with that, head over to cultfilminterview.com. Make sure you get in requests uh, for films for us to 
review and then check out our YouTube page. Remember, we will be going live next week to talk about Better Off Dead with you. Uh, you can uh, make sure you follow us on social media so you, that you get all that. Uh, it will be with Kyle. Make sure you, Professor Kyle, <laughs> be showing up, lay down the knowledge. I'm going to put my lab coat on and everything. Lab coat and everything. So make sure you guys uh, come out for that. It should be a really good time. You don't even have to go anywhere. You can just do it from your living room. It's pretty easy. Uh, and then you can follow us on social media at Colt Film in Review on Facebook, Colt Film in Review on Instagram, Colt Film underscore Review on Twitter. Uh, you can follow Kyle. Ah! You can follow me on Instagram at Colt Film underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at ah! Colt Film underscore Chris on Instagram. Let me finish my shit before you do that. You can follow Mike ah! at Mike Solistio on Twitter. <laughs> and you so can follow impressive. me at me just collect. On Instagram and Snapchat. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time.